I was invited to men's group by a coworker. When I got there, everybody made me feel very welcome, including Pastor Joseph. I didn't even know he was a pastor, and here I am. Since my time at Common Bond, I've come to know God in a deeper and more personal way. And as we discuss the Bible, He gives me structure and discipline that lets me hear from God and know the plan that He has for my life. This leap of faith has made me more dependent on God's words and promises. It's taught me to serve all people in every area of my life. At Common Bond Church, you'll connect with God through authentic relationships. You'll begin to discover more about God than you've ever experienced before and you'll begin to grow in your faith, your relationship, and your identity with God so that you can begin to lead for God by sharing His truth and love with others. This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and lead for God here at Common Bond Church. a savior in Jesus, but we also have a friend in Jesus. If you know that and you're glad about it, come on and join in with us in worship as we lift him this morning. Hallelujah. See what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and needs to bear what a friend blessed to carry everything to, to God in prayer.
Well, thank you for joining us today. We have an exciting time planned to talk about prayer. As we begin to discuss this year, we've mentioned consistently that this is the year of the sabbatical season. God is giving us an opportunity to rest in him. And without a shadow of a doubt, the best way that we can learn how to rest in God is by praying to God. And so today we're going to just spend a lot of time focusing on prayer, understanding what it means, and what it actually means for a church to be engaged in prayer together. Oftentimes, I think that we understand prayer as this individual endeavor with God, but we wanna take it a step further. We wanna understand what does it mean when a church prays together, and how does God actually honor us, bless us, and draw us close to him in that regards. So to do a lot of that, we're gonna have Sheila Martin with us today. Really excited, her heart and her anointing is in this area of prayer, and so we're gonna have a great conversation understanding more about the foundations of prayer, how it relates to us individually, but also as a church. So let's get started right now. We're just gonna ask Sheila just to give us a, a little bit of a background about who she is and how she really got started uh, with this personal relationship of God in prayer. Amen. Thank you. Uh, I'm just excited to be here. I'm always excited about talking about prayer and I'm excited to pray. Uh, so thank you for having me uh, come on and share what God has put on my heart as it relates to corporate prayer. Uh, just a little bit of background information. Uh, I was originally born in Jackson, Tennessee, a little small town between Memphis and Nashville. And I left there uh, right out of high school and moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for about five years. And then I moved back to Jackson um, and stayed there for another, probably another couple of years. And then I felt led to come out here to Houston. You know, that saying, they say, if you don't live in Houston, you try to get here as fast as you can. And now we got a lot of people trying to get here really fast. Uh, so Houston's been my home now for over 34, 35 years. And uh, I'm just excited to be a uh, Houstonian right now. And so I was singing in the choir, and as I was sitting there one Sunday in the choir stand, the Spirit of God said, I want you to be a prayer intercessor. And I was like, oh, okay. So from there, I left the choir and actually uh, became part of the prayer ministry. And I think that that's where it began for me, recognizing that uh, prayer was such a vital and important part of this Christian walk, of this relationship with God. It was there that I began to, I think it began to open up and unfold for me that this was going to be very, very important. I want us to understand the basics of prayer. So Sheila, if you could share with us maybe a definition that you have for prayer and what prayer means in your own personal life. Absolutely. I uh, believe that prayer in my own personal life is a discipline uh, that God has provided for us to be able to commune with Him. I believe that from the beginning of time, God's desire was to be with man. It's always been His desire to be with man. And we see that when we look in the garden. We see God communing with Adam and Eve, just conversating with them, being in a conversation, in a relationship with them. And so prayer is the means to having a relationship with God. That's how I see it, as simple and as profound as it may be. It's very, very simple. It's this means by which we can have a relationship with God. And so in prayer, we find ourselves where we uh, not only talk to God, 
but we also learn how to hear from God and how to listen to what God is saying to us. Well, she let us begin to talk about the purpose of prayer. What does God have in mind for us when we actually decide to pray? Yeah, I think that God's purpose for us, and I think that really what I believe is that prayer is such a privilege. Like, uh, I remember the songwriter said that, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. See, and he goes on to say, oh, what needless pains we bear. See, because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. I mean, those hymns, those, those writers, oh, they went deep into your soul when they would write them. And uh, they would express out of, your, out of their soul a way that would connect with yours. God's purpose in prayer is to draw us into communion with Him, into this intimacy with Him, where we would really know Him. That's why some of the uh, ways that you can pray are very helpful. And uh, one of those ways is the acronym ACTS. And part of that is the first portion that talks about adoration. And so we know a lot about supplication, right? We know a lot about asking God for things. We have to evolve in our adoration of God. And one of the ways that we do that is studying about God, studying his names, studying scriptures that uh, are about his name, or about his personhood, learning about his attributes, right? Divine attributes. That way, when we go and pray to God and we are adoring him, we have an expansion of a library that allows us to grow in seeking his face and coming to really know him. I mean, think about it like this. Let's say you have children. You know, children have a need and they're asking for needs all the time. And as a parent, we meet those needs. As that child grows up, that child then begins to assume responsibility for their own needs. They don't continue asking you at 17 to feed them, to make their meal, to wash their clothes, to, you know, do the things for them that you did when they were younger, right? And so when we have this relationship with God, as we have this relationship with God, in our early part of the walk, yes, as immature Christians, we should, we will be more needy. As we grow to seek God's face, though, we begin to develop and we begin to grow into maturity. We come to understand that it is not that God will give us the desires of our heart because he will. We find out that the desire of our heart is really to give him the desire of his heart. We grow into knowing that and it becomes the thing that we want the most, right, is to give God the desire of his heart. And we begin to seek his face so that we will do just that, that through the Holy Spirit, we will bring God the desire of his heart. So when you think about this definition of prayer as our relationship with God, how would you then describe what your relationship with God is through prayer and how that started in your life? I would uh, define it as uh being uh, once being challenged by a pastor to uh, create a space in my home 
where I could go and meet with God. It was specifically for that. So I originally started with having a just a small space in my closet where I would go and meet with God and it was specifically designed for that. And now mind you, it wasn't something that I was uh, disciplined in to the point to where I did it every day or went often. However, I had established it. And after establishing it over a course of time, it became a place where I went to often. And when I was able to have a, another home, then I made a room a prayer room. So in my home now, I have what is known as a prayer room, where it's set aside strictly for prayer. And that's where I go to meet God. It's set off away from the rest of the house, closed off, and specifically for that purpose, to go meet and talk with God. If someone wanted to know, like, how do I get started with learning how to pray, what do I do? I think that uh, I would go back to, and words are very important, when we're looking at scripture and when we're talking in our language and communication, I think it's so important that we learn how to redeem language and the context in which we use words and different phrases and things. And I think that when I, uh, in answering that question, I would go back to what the disciples truly asked Jesus. They did not ask him, teach us how to pray. They said, teach us to pray. And that how changes, even though Jesus did teach them how, that was not what they asked him. They asked him to teach us to pray. And I think it is the Spirit of God who teaches us to pray. Apart from him, we won't pray. So it's important that we develop in this relationship with the Spirit of God that indwells each and every believer. I think that if I could give the best example of how we tap into developing this relationship with him would be you looking in the same way that Jesus walked with the disciples. Jesus was present with them and he walked with them. He taught them, he prayed for them, he encouraged them, he challenged them, he rebuked them. He'd done all these things in his relationship with them. And so they were in a intimate relationship with Jesus. When we live in this age where He sent the Holy Spirit to us, then we must see Him, and He, he is a not a it. And we like to say it. He's God. He's a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. He is a person. And so we have to, first of all, begin to recognize that He's a person. You know, I was thinking about this this past week, you know, because we've been talking about virtual reality. The Holy Spirit is virtual reality. He opens our eyes to the things that are not seen. He gives us understanding about the things that are not seen. And so in trying to develop that relationship in order to allow him to teach us to pray. And in him just spurring that up in us and giving us that desire to want to do it. And that he does it for us helps us to evolve into growing better into allowing that space to happen. Not only uh, does it allow it individually, but it will also begin to allow it for us corporately because our corporate prayer will only develop as deep as our individual prayer. And so while we are very individualistic thinking in the Western culture, 
uh, you have to start at that place. You have to start at a personal prayer life so that when you come together with the people of God, you bring something, right? You bring something. Even in our worship, we see a lot of times uh, the worship leaders, and they really have to spur the people on to stand up and worship. And it's it, part of that problem is we have to grow more in developing our own consecration in our own praise time and prayer time so that when we gather with other saints, nobody needs to ask me to stand up and raise my hand. I already know God's been good. My hands automatically go up because the, I want you to raise your hands for me. I don't want rocks crying out in my place. I raise my own hands. And so it's in the developing of that intimacy with the Spirit of God, allowing that. Now, it's kind of weird, right? It sounds all weird. It feels all weird, weird. like when you pause, right? And see, now now we, we're getting a little better at it, right? But in the beginning, when you're learning something new, it will feel like that. It will be weird. It will be different. The more that you discipline yourself, though, the more that you commit to it, the more that you see that it becomes like breathing it really does become like breathing like that's what the bible says when it says pray without ceasing it is breathing you're in constant communion with god all the time he's either singing over you like i i like songs are always playing in my head you have songs playing in your head like throughout the day like i'm always singing a song my my name stands for music so I'm always singing a song, and I was like, why am I always singing a song? And then I read Zephaniah, and it says, the Lord sings uh, over you. And I was like, am I singing or is God singing? Who's singing now? <laughs> so it's those type of things that your eyes are open to when you begin to walk this out with Holy Spirit, and he begins to reveal himself more to you. Mm -hmm. um, not just hearing about prayer, not just us talking about prayer, but we've really got to pray by praying. <laughs> we got to learn to pray by praying. So what I want to do today is I want us to actively participate in prayer. So if you have somebody with you in your home right now, I want to give us an opportunity to begin praying about some of the things that God desires us to know. You know, first and foremost, I want us to ask God to give us a desire to seek him and commune with him in a greater way. I also want to ask God to teach us to pray. I want to also ask us to allow the Holy Spirit to be able to guide us to prayer. And so I want to give us a moment of pause. I want you to get together with somebody in your home, or if there's no one in your home today, just get into our chat room. We would love for you to pray with us and we'll interact and we'll engage with you. Some of the three things, again, I want to repeat to us that we can begin to ask God right now is, Lord, can you begin to give me a greater desire to commune with you? Secondly, Lord, can you teach me to pray? And then thirdly, Lord, can you allow the Holy Spirit to guide me in my prayer life? Yeah. And so I'm going to pause. It may be awkward. I'm going to continue to say that because I want to engage us in this rhythm of prayer. We're going to be praying here together for those same three things as well. And then we're just going to come back together and then we're going to pray uh, in you.
right, so welcome back. We're now just going to pray together about those three issues. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the gift that you have given to us to pray and commune with you. Lord, you've invited us into your intimate relationship, into a space with you where we can grow in you, where you can teach us, where you can walk with us. And Lord, we just want to first humbly accept that with all the graciousness that you provided for us. Lord, what an honor that you have provided for us right now to be able to say that you want to talk with us, you want to hear our thoughts, and you also want to speak intimately of the things that we can actually receive from you in all of eternity. And so, Lord, we want to thank you for that. We want to praise you. We want to worship you and honor you for this gift that you have for us that's called prayer. Lord, we also want you to teach us to pray. Lord, you've also shown us in your word that prayer is about having your thoughts, having your ways, having your understanding, having a vision for the things that you would see that happens in this world. Lord, we also know that as sometimes as children, that we do have cares and wants and desires that we bring for, to you. Lord, we want you to teach us not to just pray about our wants and desires, but also to come and commune with you, to come and worship you and adore you, to be reflective of our thanksgiving that we have of all the things that you've done in our life and all the things that you are in this world, past, present, and also future. We just want to learn how to grow in our worship of you. And prayer is that perfect place that you're enabling us to do it. So Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us about having the heart that you have for this world, the heart that you would have us to partner with you so that we have a right vision right mind and right thoughts in this world. Lord, we also desire that we are guided by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you've given us this gift of the Holy Spirit to spiritually commune with you. Lord, you've taught, taught us biblically in your word and also experientially that the place of the church is not a location, but the place of the church is a spiritual relationship with you. So Lord, teach us how to commune with the Holy Spirit, how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more intimately. Lord, teach us that the Holy Spirit is a person, that we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit just as we have a relationship with our significant other, friend, or our mother, or our father. Teach us how to grow in this relationship that we can have with the Holy Spirit. Lord, let the Holy Spirit guide us in all truth. Let the Holy Spirit convict us of sin. Let the Holy Spirit teach us about your word and amplify it and grow it in our heart so that we become the people that you desire us to be. Lord, what a gift that you've given to us to begin to take us on this pathway of growing in prayer. We want to honor you. We want to thank you for all the things that we are uh, seeking right now as we begin to learn about prayer. I pray all these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you've heard this message today and God has touched your heart in a way that you want to take a further step in him, some of us may be hearing this message for the first time and said that I don't have a prayer life in Christ Jesus the way that you have talked about. And if that is you, we would love to invite you into the kingdom of God, invite you into this Common Bond Church family by helping you to understand that Christ Jesus can place the Holy Spirit in your heart when you accept him as the savior of your life. And if you want to do that with us, just let us know. 
You can let us know right now in the chat room, or you can go to our website at commonbondchurch.org, click on the comment card, and let us know how God is responding to you. We will follow up. I will follow up personally with you, letting you know the next steps of what it means to truly be a follower of Christ Jesus. If you have heard this message and you are already following Christ Jesus, but it's been impactful for you, and you want to take even more steps of growing in God, just do exactly those same things. Go in the chat room, go to our website, comment, so that we can know how to be in community with you in a greater way. Man, this is a blessing for us to build this community the way that God so desires. And so we're going to be a praying people just following the steps that God has for us. Thank you so much for joining me. Jesus called our sin. We had a great time with you. And to bear what a prince to carry everything.